Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your champion, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan, alongside my tag team partner, the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman, who will be going after my title this week because, you know... We can't go more than two weeks without shows, right, Newman? No, we can't go very long. I mean, you, you just won the damn thing. Yeah. After a gruel, this was all right. This is actually one of the most insane sort of um, bouts because this was caught up in both the last pay per view from WWE. We had Crown Jewel going cool. on, yeah, and it was Ultima Lucha because so through Crown Which was Jewel, two weeks long. Yeah, and so through Crown Jewel, technically. Through the most insane of technicalities, I ended up retaining. Because since Miz didn't compete in the finals because that match yes. never started, Miz <laughs> technically wasn't a finalist. So you technically didn't get that point. Which oh. was like the most ridiculous, like, I was, it was so weird because I was so mixed between being happy that I retained the title through Crown Jewel and then just being so mad at how bad Crown Jewel was. <laughs> I, I sat, like, when I was watching it, I was like, yes, they're doing what I suggested. Miz is going to go to the final news. And then they pulled that shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, not even pissed that, like, what they were doing was just a horrible idea. Pissed that, like, they were taking away my prediction. Because yeah. I was, like, so close to it. You were like, no, nah, they're not going to have Miz go through that. Like, he's not going to beat Rey Mysterio and all that stuff. And then it was happening. And I was like, yes, I'm so right. What the fuck? <laughs> That whole thing was so ridiculous and so stupid. And you know what? I want to throw this out there because I've, I've heard so many other people say, like, oh, whatever, it's on a, a show, it doesn't matter anyway, so, you know, who cares? But this is the thing is, it could have mattered, right? Like, oh, yeah. Dolph Ziggler beating Kurt Angle in round one was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then he but beat... they make it. Oh. Yeah, and then they just shit on it. Yeah. And then he beat Seth. And then he beat Seth, and that was awesome. Yeah. And you know what, you know what actually would have been a legitimately fucking awesome? Because I was thinking about this. Like, how could they have fixed this? And it was actually really simple. Because they had Drew McIntyre just, like, sitting there the whole time. Wouldn't it have been a really interesting kind of move for them to be like, all right, well, we need somebody else to be in the finals. If they, if they still needed to do this fucking caca maybe storyline where Miz gets injured, which was stupid enough as it is. Mm-hmm. But if for some reason they need to do that. What if they had Dolph versus, like, Drew in the finals or something? That would have at least been more, like, interesting. And then a SmackDown guy wouldn't have lost, so no one mm-hmm. would have got had to get fired. Right. Like, and and then, it, it's not like they give a shit about the uh, stipulations anyway, so. True. Yeah, it, like, it's so weird. And it just, like, I just, I hate the whole thing. Because it's like... It, they could have done something with it. Yeah. And, and they're they not even doing them. anything with it now. So I totally thought this is heel turn Shane. Shane's going to walk around with the trophy and be like, I'm the best in the world, world champion and stuff like that. But no, he just comes out into a SmackDown. And he was like, this was for the SmackDown brand. And he's like being the baby face about it. And I was like, God damn it. Like, right. And exactly. And then the one other thing they could have used that they got out of it because it was such a ridiculous heel move. They also just squander that. It's it's so weird how little they just decide to capitalize on things. But I guess they're I mean, busy with like how many last minute changes to the roster they're dealing with now. Yes, and the other thing was I I wasn't for the Shane turn. Like if they did it because of him winning this, like I'm like okay, that mm-hmm. logically makes sense. But I just didn't want another heel McMahon. 
Yeah. Like, we have so much. I enjoy, I enjoy that Shane's babyface, so. Yeah, I, I enjoy him being a babyface. It, it's which, like you said, it's, it's nice having somebody in the McMahon family who's not a heel. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, too, just the way that he, when he plays both of the characters, he's just a little bit better, honestly, at playing the kind of weird babyface guy anyway. Yes, he, he's definitely been the McMahon that has changed. Like, when he first mm-hmm. started, complete heel. Because he was the cocky son of a millionaire, mm-hmm. like, asshole. And then now he's, like... Because I think that those stories have filtered out, right? That of people that I've worked there have been like, you know, Stephanie is Vince's daughter. So, like, mm-hmm. they're one and the same. But, like, you talk to Shane, Shane's cool. Like... You know, I also think that he needs to stop wrestling so much. Like... Yeah, maybe do it once a year, whatever. That's fine. Do, do his like mania match. Sure. Like, yeah, WrestleMania match or like as part of a tag match or like they have like Survivor Series or something. If you want to do that instead of WrestleMania, just be part yeah, of the Survivor exactly. Series team or something. That, like maybe not the one representing your whole brand. Yeah. But like if they were gonna do just like a big grudge match again, sure. Fuck it, I don't care. But like him wrestling too much, I think uh, destroys a lot of his face credibility because part of what makes him. The cool McMahon is he's the one that then helps book good matches. Yes. Like, he's the one that's also sort of like a fan, right? He wants to like, oh, well, I want to see the guys wrestle that the fans want to see wrestle. Mm-hmm. So then I'll help book those matches because the authority figures are too concerned with like, well, I want the, the company be controlled by the wrestlers that I can control. Yeah. But Shane's like, well, I just want to see good wrestling. <laughs> you know? So it's it's nice to have that character instead of him just inserting himself too much. Yes. Which was what Crown Jewel was, which sucked. <laughs> and then the like Braun and Brock sucked. Oh my god! <sighs> like that, a lot of that card just fucking sucked. Yep. Even New Day's entrance is way too long. That sucked. <laughs> whoever thought that you would say something negative about the New Day? Well, that I. It's not even the New Day's fault. That was whoever was fucking putting together their entrance didn't practice it enough and didn't realize that that shit was way too slow and took way too long and that the fog machine was set up like really shit. Like, I just want to have a word with the stage manager is who I want to have a word with on that segment. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, Crown Jewel sucked, but we're moving on already. You know, yes. To better things. But, uh, you know, I guess we should also address Ultima Lucha before we moved on, too, because I need to update yeah. you on a few of the actual events from that uh, since you didn't actually watch it, right? Tech, uh, Not part two. two. It's all part um, one. So Phoenix ended up winning, which means that you became the champion. Woohoo! <sighs> Damn it. But some other interesting things happened. Uh, so Mundo, of course, we saw beat Matanza. Um, but yes. then afterwards, the gauntlet, uh, Aerostar, who was the one who gave it to him, was like, hey, uh, you know, I need you to kind of give that back. And Mundo was really tempted for a little bit to not, but he eventually did. He gave it back to Aerostar. Mm. So then Aerostar left with gauntlet and said, you know, hey, Johnny, you're a good man. And Johnny's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so then Aerostar leaves, and then Aerostar meets up with a secret alliance of people. It's him, El Dragon Azteca, and uh, King Cuerno. Interesting. And they discuss that the gauntlet needs to go back into hiding. So then Azteca, you know, says, okay, but we need to do one more thing with it first, or one other person needs it. So they give it to Black Lotus, who then uh, meets Matanza in, like, a sewer somewhere and then kills him with the gauntlet. So then Matanza is, like, super dead-dead now. Like, well, yeah, she, like, he... Kali Ma ripped his heart out of his chest kind of thing. He's now in Ring of Honor, so I, I figured yeah. that was coming. <laughs> yep. So completely write him out, and then she gives the gauntlet back. So then those guys have control of the gauntlet, kind of. And all the monsters are dead. <laughs> yeah, all the monsters are dead. Um, and then all the heels are aligned. So we had uh, Jack Swagger come out at the end with the Gift of the Gods, and he cashes in on Pentagon, mm-hmm. who beat Barty the Moth to regain yeah. the title. And then afterwards, then like a Pentagon lookalike shows up and then beats up Pentagon even more. And then he is aligned with Vampiro, who turns on Pentagon. Mm. So Vampiro... Uh, Pentagon copy, uh, Jack Swagger, or Jack Strong, Jake Strong, that's his name. Yeah. Jake Strong, who's now the Lucha Underground champion. They all go meet up in a limo with Antonio Cueto, who uh, they just talk about how, like, 
they're like, hey, there's some blood on the gauntlet. Because then, um, oh yeah, shit. That's right. So the, the guys come back and they're meeting after uh, Black Lotus beat up Batanza and killed him with the gauntlet. And Jake Strong beats up all them and steals the gauntlet. <laughs> so then he goes to the limo and he's got the title, but then he tosses the gauntlet over to the leader and they notice that the blood's on it. And Tonio's like, whoa, whose blood is that? And like, oh, it's your son's. And he's like really kind of sad about it for a little second. And then you hear the voice of the mysterious man in the shadows and it's Wade Barrett. Who's got some That's bad awesome. news. So yeah, all the heels are working together now. It's craziness. And Wade Barrett is the leader. And Wade Barrett is the big bad. You know what genre. that makes oh, so much sense. One other last thing too. So Aerostar got the other half of the pendant from the um uh like the investigation lady. Oh right, yeah. Like the sisters with Katrina. Yeah. So then when he gets her half of the pendant, she like Thanos dusts like she just disappears mm-hmm. and then he travels back to uh like a year ago when dario's dead and he's in his coffin and then he uses the amulet to bring dario back to life <laughs> oh my god and dario comes back to life and says like what the fuck and right as he's about to say fuck that's when the camera cuts for the season <laughs> that's awesome yeah but uh wade barrett appearing makes so much sense because he's been doing the only wrestling work he's been doing is he's like the on-screen general manager for uh it's one of the UK uh shows um is it like Evol- or not Evolve Revolve maybe I, I can't remember which one but he said how or he Rev was Pro. like Jesus maybe it's that one yeah or or is it um oh what's the one what culture or something like that what cult- oh yeah maybe yeah i think he was doing something with them for a bit so he's not interested in really doing like too much in ring stuff but more of the like managerial stuff mm-hmm. but he's also been doing a lot of movies and tv shows and stuff like that so lucha underground makes perfect sense because it is mm-hmm. it's more of a tv production than any other wrestling place totally and i you know what honestly i think that's a good idea for him that's aligning with his strengths yeah that you know, it, and I think that he's the kind of guy too that like, I think you could have him in a match every once in a while, or maybe in like tag matches with guys. But bring like, him out as like a special event kind of a thing, like yeah, exactly. But then most of the time he's talking for other guys and managing them, and as part of like a stable or something like that, mm-hmm. who can occasionally you know tussle with some dudes. But most of the time he's going to have other guys fight for him. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And he's got some bad news. He's got some bad news. <laughs> I'm coming to Lucha Underground. And my buddy here, Jake Strong's already got the title. So fuck all your little Lucha dolls. <laughs> I hope he cuts a promo like that. <laughs> he probably will, dude. Yeah. Uh, so nothing else happened in wrestling this week, right? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> No, so, no big replacements, no big alignment shifts, no title changes. So can we think about this? Like the 24 hours in between Raw and SmackDown, Survivor Series has completely changed. Vince McMahon must have angered the gods. <laughs> so all starts with the end of Raw, the SmackDown women invade and start a big brawl, mm-hmm. and Nia Jax decides to punch Becky Lynch in the face for real. This- I you know what? I don't think this was an accident. Either either this was not an accident or this bitch legitimately doesn't needs, know how to like she needs some real basic retraining or something. Mhm. Because I, like I've also watched some footage from like a different angle and stuff like that. It like she really brings her arm back and then just shoots it as far as she can, as hard as she can through Becky Lynch's fucking head. Like there is no holding back on this punch. Like, she throws herself off balance with this thing. So, I wonder if, like, the excuse is probably, like, adrenaline or something like that. But, like, that's there is no excuse, really, so. Well, you know what? The excuse is that she's related to The Rock. And that's what's always going to help get her by. And the mm-hmm. fact that she's bigger. You know, that helps. She's more of a unique talent in that regard. And... I mean, despite an incident like this, overall, she's still kind of more talented than Tamina. So, Oh, God, yeah. You know. 
I've, Aaron's you know actually been uh, watching wrestling with me recently. Oh, yeah. And Tamina came out. Uh, it was that first time that she appeared on mm-hmm. Raw in a while. And when she just stared down Naya. And I was like, oh, God, this woman. She was like, what? And I was like, all she does is like appear and then goes away for <laughs> months. And then I forget that she's working with this company. And then she comes back and she just goes, that sounds stupid. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe what if she incorporated that into her gimmick? Like, what if she was supposed to be like a ghost woman? And you're like, just not sure if she's there or not. Sometimes she just kind of appears and then vanishes. Really, she has the best contract out of anyone because she's going to just leave for months and like go home. <laughs> yep, yeah, she could just leave. <laughs> and everyone else is like, man, I've been working like every weekend this year and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming back. I've been home this whole time. You know, I've, I've been bored of my constant vacation. I think I'm going to go work for a weekend or two this year, <laughs> you know? I called him up and I was like, you know, I've been watching Naya and I think I want to tag team with her for a little bit. Yeah. Is that cool? Okay. And then, don't worry, I'll just leave when I'm done. Yeah. You, you won't even notice I'm gone. <laughs> just fade back into obscurity. <laughs> It's so weird. It, it it is so baffling and weird how much they just like shift, especially like the women's alignments. Like they do it with the men too, but with the women, it is so insane. Like this week on Raw, when Alexa's putting together her team, she even says to it's like, "Oh Naya, I hope we can put it to you know, put apart our differences." And then Naya's just like, "Yeah, whatever." Like these bitches were about to murder each other at WrestleMania. Yeah, like this is a huge fucking deal, wasn't it? And then, you know, Naya gave her big, like, you know, I'm a big girl speech after she beat Alexa, after she beat her bullying. Like, and now this bitch is just like, hey, why don't you be on my team? And then also on SmackDown, we've got Becky Lynch having to, you know, pick a replacement. And then she's like, hey, Charlotte, will you please fight for me? And then they and then fucking hug. Her. Like, this is the bitch that you've been, like, beating the shit out of repeatedly <laughs> for months. What? Ugh. Yeah, so news comes out that Becky's not in the main event anymore because of, uh, I think, it, did they say, like, I don't think she broke an orbital. I think concussion I think at least. And, and uh, the yeah. concussions, yeah. Uh, and so she has to pick her replacement. Yeah, she picks Charlotte, which totally understandable. But I think all she had to do was just, like, shake her hand or something. I don't even think that shaking the hand, I think, but, like, that would have been a lot better than the hug. Like, I would have still at least understood a handshaking. Because Survivor Series always, it, it, it becomes this problem of, like, the brand becomes bigger than the rivalries and the different storylines. So at least she shook her hand. It was just, like, represent SmackDown well kind of a thing. And then that's it. And also, it kind of gives the audience, like, don't boo Charlotte. Becky's on her side now. Yeah. Although, you know what, this all looks could have been a nice little wrinkle to throw in. Why wouldn't Charlotte, like, demand another title shot or something? Mm. Say, like, all right, well, if I'm going to fight Ronda for you, then give me another shot at the title. Like, especially if she beat Ronda. Yeah. Say, like, if I if I fight Ronda and I beat her for you, then you got to give me another shot at the title. Yeah, either she has to win the match or just, like, I'll take your place, but you have to give me a title shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then that, that was a, it's the same thing for so apparently then they felt that like Ronda and Charlotte they didn't get to build that as much so they wanted to give the audience like a huge match to really sink their teeth into mm-hmm. so they switch around the WWE Championship Daniel Bryan faces AJ Styles with no build on SmackDown low blows AJ wins the title and then beats up AJ so mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan is now champion and heel. Going into his match with Lesnar. He did what Shinsuke Nakamura was trying to do for months. Someone said, couldn't... poor AJ's boss. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you went from Shinsuke to Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yep. He just, that poor guy just can't get a break from his balls getting kicked. But I mean, finally... he, has, he has enough kids now, so he's okay yeah, with it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so Daniel oh. Bryan uh, yeah, gets a title and turns heel in the process. And um, I've been trying to speculate on, like, the motivations for his character doing this. And I, I've got come up with, like, a little bit of a decent theory. You want to hear it? 
Yeah. So my idea is for why he's turning heel on AJ is a combination of specifically him tapping out to AJ the week before as sort of like that's the breaking point. But all the other straws on the camel's back are from the time as him as GM watching AJ Styles be the champion over SmackDown in the brand. Mm. And like kind of having that jealousy and that envy of like wishing that he could have been in that spot having those matches doing all that sort of thing. Sort of like seeing himself in AJ. And then gotcha. finally, when it was time to be like, all right, we'll like step up, like see if you can be exactly what you thought you could have been this whole time when you were sitting on the sidelines. And then he taps out like that's even worse than getting pinned, you know, like he fucking tapped to AJ. Yes. So it was like it just shattered all of his illusions. So then now he's just like, fuck it. Like, I don't even care if I have to cheat to win. Like, that's better than losing. <laughs> that's better than losing again. Like, that's very true. So I, I think that's the way they're going to go with it, which is not the worst. Um, I mean, I was definitely excited to see some more face Daniel Bryan, but I think there are some very interesting potential possibilities with him being a heel, at least for a little while. Oh, my God. I hope he brings back when he was in Ring of Honor and he was a heel. He would always do the I have till five thing when the ref would count to five mm. when he has someone in the ropes. Mm-hmm. I hope he just brings back stuff like that. But yeah, I think it does make it interesting. I just had this idea, and I don't think they're going to do this at all, but this would be fucking amazing. What if he called out Shawn Michaels for ruining the perfect retirement (laughs) as a heel now and said, you know what, Shawn Michaels? I want to retire you really. Like, I want to put you out for real. And not just oh, I'm going to beat you in a match, but like I'm going to break you so badly that you won't even be able to consider the possibility of another shitty comeback again. Like, oh, you think you lost your smile last time? Well, I'm going to make you lose your spine. <laughs> or I'm going to rip your entire face off. Like, something. Oh, that would be amazing. Could you see that? That would be awesome. Heal Daniel Bryan retiring Shawn Michaels. That would be insane. Uh, and it would work too because you could play in the fact that Shawn Michaels trained Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Like he, he could easily do the you train me to be honest and have integrity and stuff like that. And here you do you go back oh. and go back on your word. Yeah. Oh, you're making me want this so bad. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Sean came back into the ring, so now it's possible. He he did. He broke that sacred barrier. And had to carry that match. <laughs> and had to carry that really <laughs> shitty match, and it was bad. You know, at, dude, the guys are old, and then Triple H tore his, uh, what was it, Peck his, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's Peck. I'm going to be honest, I legitimately fell asleep for part of this match. <laughs> Well, I mean, when it's just Sean working that first match back in how long, and then working against all those guys mm. and having to carry it all. I don't yeah, well, yeah, there's so such long periods of time where it's just like he has to just sell for lumbering Kane, lumbering Undertaker, as they just clod around in the ring, hitting him with a big slow power move. Ugh. Jesus Christ. You can re- I, they really should have shaved like 10 minutes out of that match at least. Yeah. Honestly, it wouldn't have been that bad if it had been like 10, 15 minutes shorter. Yeah, because it would have been it would have been the formula. Get your heat on Sean, mm-hmm. and then Triple H comes in for the save. But I guess that was kind of up in the air with Triple H being injured, but whatever. And also, with, like, with how, with how bad of a physical shape all these guys are in, like, not that, like, but, like, from a wrestling standpoint, like, these guys are in bad shape. Yeah. Like, to ask them to carry that long of a match when they're, like, taking that heavy of bumps, like, is just unrealistic and insane. Like, they were all completely winded by the end of it. Like, it just looked bad. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I do know. It should have ended a little earlier. That's what we're saying. (laughs) But, you know, I guess there was also the unintended part of Triple H getting hurt. So, maybe if Triple H had been healthy it would have been a little better i don't know possibly yeah not a good show 
Crown Jewel was pretty bad. Um, I would give it like a D minus. The only reason I would give it an F was because Dolph Ziggler and Kurt Angle was pretty damn good. Fair enough. Uh, oh, and then one other thing from SmackDown is, mm. so I just thought it was weird with, so they hype up this Daniel Bryan versus AJ match, and then all of a sudden they just say, Daniel Bryan's off the Survivor Series team. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, what? And so I was just like, is he going to win it? Is that why he's off? And so it kind of mm. gave it away, but then I also just thought, like, why couldn't they just throw something in with, like, Shane saying, like, because of your actions last week, like, you're off the team or something like that. Yeah, that would have been sense. Or have, like, Daniel Bryan say, like, I really want another shot at AJ. And so Shane says, all right, well, then you have to give up your spot on the team in order Mm -hmm. to face AJ again. So something just simple like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could have been scripted a little bit better. That's that's the way to put it. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, now we've got, uh, I think it was Jeff Hardy took his place? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. also took AJ Styles' place in the Mixed yeah. Match Challenge. Yeah, so now AJ Styles is just, like, not even on the Survivor Series card at all. Yeah. But, hey, you know, he, oh, can, he can stay home and protect his family from Samoa Joe. Yes, because Joe's not. Oh, no, Joe's on the team, yeah. Yep. Um, so Joe's busy. He doesn't have to worry about that. Uh <laughs> Did you hear about the stipulations to the mix match challenge? Yeah, this was insane. I, all right, this is even more insane because, like, all right, look, they decide to give stipulations to mix match challenge, but then still Survivor Series doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> so you would what rather be in mix match challenge than Survivor Series right uh, now? Uh, yeah, apparently, one <laughs> of them actually winning, has stakes. The winning team gets spot thirty in both the male and female uh, battle ro- or Royal Rumble. Yeah. Hey. Cool. I like that. <laughs> At least it's something. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But that like you know what? I'm almost more I'm almost mad that they announced this because it's like, yeah, it just for what the fuck is Survivor Series for then? It like is the World Cup even on the line? Like is Shane putting that up? Like if, if Raw wins more matches than SmackDown, like do they win the World Cup or something? Well, Stephanie has only mentioned it once. Like, she just mentioned, and Shane stole the World Cup from Raw, and it was like, yeah, like, okay. But, like, does the cup even belong to SmackDown, or does it just belong to Shane? Yeah, Because the, the, the tournament was just to, it was the World Cup to determine the best in the world, not the best show in the world. So, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. You know what? What was in the box? That Shane had when, like, when he brought back to WWE initially, and he was like, hey, "Oh Vince, yeah, I'll tell everybody what's in the box unless you give me what I want." And he was like, "No, don't open the box." <laughs> and then he like gave him SmackDown because he didn't beat the Undertaker. Like he had to to stay employed and have SmackDown. Like, what the fuck is with the storylines of this company? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I don't even know what else to say other than should we just get into some predictions for the much better written NXT yes. War Games. And we are also going to switch up our prediction system. Uh, what? what? Ooh. So, stole this from another podcast, but I think it's a great idea. So instead of us just going through and usually, what, 98% of the time agreeing on every match... But then, uh, Joe, isn't it our gimmick that then every pay-per-view comes down to just one match? <laughs> like the women's tag match or something? So, what we will do instead is the first person to predict will pick a match mm-hmm. that they are confident about their prediction in. Make that prediction. And so, for example, let's start with NXT TakeOver. Uh, and Only four matches on this card. Yes, I had to look at it, because two of them have ends next to them, but that means it's uh, being taped for a future episode of NXT. So, I was like, wait, what? Oh, let's see, are uh, there any important ones out there? Did you want to throw those in, the predictions? No, nah, it's, uh, oh, well, it's Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano for the United Kingdom Championship. 
But that's just getting huh. taped there. It's not actually showing yet. Okay. Yeah. But so we'll we'll do with the ones that are actually going to show. Mm-hmm. So up first is Lars Sullivan. Oh wait. Oh shit. I'm looking at the wrong War Games. <laughs> oh, is that War Games from last year? Yes. <laughs> yes, there are only four matches. Okay. <laughs> wow. All of a sudden, I was like, wait. It says that he defeated him. What? <laughs> Although, actually, right. based on the build of this uh, pay-per-view, I'm kind of surprised that Lars Sullivan's not on this card. Yeah. Because he beat Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. So, like, why didn't they add him in as a triple threat? Yeah, not sure. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. So, let's start off with the only non-stipulation match, mm-hmm. as an example. So, it's Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano in a singles match. All right, so you're, uh, so you're picking this one first? I mean, this one first, and I'm going to say that Johnny Gargano wins. Okay, so, you're, so you're picking Gargano. Which then forces Newman to pick Aleister Black. Okay. and then But now, Shit. Newman then gets to pick a, a match. All right, so and in addition to this, his... yeah, we'll talk about both of our, our picks here, and let's defend our picks as well. Yes. This will be a fun exercise, it's like having to defend the pick that you think is wrong. <laughs> And justify uh, why might you think it's right. Yeah. I'm going with Johnny Gargano because the recent heel turn, mm-hmm. the uh, revelation that he was the one that attacked Aleister Black. Um, I loved his promo of, I'm not really a bad guy. I just haven't gotten anywhere as a good guy. So I did one bad thing to like help me out. So I just think that this has revitalized him. So I think coming off this turn, he has to get a strong win in here. So my... my- more honest opinion is uh, I honestly think that Johnny Gargano is going to win too, but I think he's going to cheat somehow. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, sort of delving into that heel persona a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Saying that I'm still the good guy, but continuously cheating. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that he, I don't know. Cause it's like, I definitely could see this one going either way though. So I, I'm not really that upset about having to pick Aleister Black here. Cause I think that Aleister Black, could definitely win this match because I I feel like he has a stronger chance at like actually coming back and then beating Champa for the title because I feel like whoever wins this match is then going after Gargan or going after Champa. Mm-hmm. And I think that with Gargano him going after Champa like it would have worked more and he could have won if he had been still more of a babyface. But now that he's starting to uh, blend more into this heel territory. I don't think that he can beat him anymore. But Aleister Black, as this like force of vengeance, I think he can go through Gargano and then go through Champa. Mm. So I'm also trying to think like I don't really think there's any other people on the roster right now who I think could beat Champa and then be the champion. And I think that Black can be the guy. But I also want to read you something too here to help bolster my argument from Aleister Black. This is directly from Aleister Black. In Ooh. reference to Johnny Gargano. So he says, The truth? Feeding people something comfortable that he knows you will get behind? Johnny does the exact same thing the media does, distracting you from what's really going on. That some of you are actually buying it. He wouldn't lie to you. Then why did it take Nikki Cross ratting him out for him to speak the truth? I know what you really fear, John. More than anything, you fear losing their adoration. You fear being alone. That's why you're feeding them this. So you like being in the darkness? You couldn't even handle being up front when talking about being up front. So putting your hoodie up like some moody teenager doesn't make you dark. It makes you a dork. But I understand, John. I understand that someone who's mentally frail needs all these crutches to feel better about himself. You didn't send a message to your beloved fans. You needed to record and hear the words you said out loud so you could convince your own ego. Because deep down inside, that little bleep of doubt that you feel, John, at one point you won't be able to ignore and push that down. But at that point, it's already too late. And you are, and all you are, own and represent, will fade out. It will simply fade to black. Boom. He's putting Jardy Gargano down. He's getting some repentance for his crimes. Alistair Black is winning, baby. That's what you think. It is. And the points are on the line. And the title's on the line. 
And I'm going to retain, so. We'll see. You got the Sasha right. Banks curse, baby. <laughs> I can't I can't defend it. <laughs> you can't defend it. All right, so uh, let's see. My next pick is going to be... Hmm. Who do I feel more confidently in? Yeah, no, that's definitely... Champ is retaining that NXT title. There's no way yeah, he's dropping it. that's a good it. one. Uh, like I would, I would actually personally love to see Velveteen Dream win this title because I think it could be an interesting curveball out of nowhere for the story. But like, there's so much going on as far as like Champa and Gargano, Champa and Black, just Champa in of himself being such a fucking excellent heel that like, there's no way that he's dropping the title right now. Yeah, I agree. But unfortunately, I'm stuck with Velveteen. <laughs> um, to defend that pick though. Velveteen is uh, an up-and-comer on the rise, mm-hmm. so NXT, you know, if they're ready to bring up Champa, there is a chance that they switch the title over to Velveteen, mm-hmm. and then Champa moves up to the main roster. Like the other, the other thing too to consider would be like if they ever wanted to have somebody who would be like a long-term champion who's also one of their homegrown talent, rather than somebody who you know, for better or lack of term, was, like, you know, grown somewhere else, like, you know, an independent talent who then came in. Because Champa was, like, already a pretty competent wrestler before he came in. Um, but, like, Velveteen Dream was really, like, grown there. In a yes. lot of ways, like Patrick Clark and his gimmick and whatnot. So, I think if they wanted to put it on him and then have him keep the title for a long time and try to help, like, grow as he's got the title and kind of tell, like, a very different story. Because I don't think mm-hmm. we've had that sort of, like, upset out of nowhere like somebody just wins the nxt title that you didn't think was going to win it maybe yeah. like ever so it would be a very interesting story to tell um and i'd be yeah, really down be. to see it so that's that's the kind of thing that's hard is just because like when i even just start to imagine it it's like man that'd be fucking awesome like just velvety <laughs> just wins it out of nowhere like holy shit <laughs> like he, he wasn't supposed to win the title but I also think that, like, the North American title is perfect for that kind of person that's like, oh, we want to give him a title, but he's not ready for the big thing yet. So yeah, I kind of think that's more realistically where they're going to go, is that I think that Velveteen will probably go right after that. Maybe he's the next feud for Ricochet? Yeah, it's possible. Because they already feuded before, but maybe they go back to it. I don't know. All right. Oh, that's right. Then. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. What's left is either the War Grains match or the Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling more confident in War Games. Okay. And I'm going to pick the Undisputed Era to come out on top. Ooh, okay. Great. I actually am defending who I thought was going to win anyway. <laughs> um. I think the Undisputed Era is on the rise, and so I think a win here would just really establish them as, like, the main event, evolution-style, a heel faction. Mm-hmm. You think, though, the faces come out? True, because I, I, while I don't disagree with what you're saying, I do feel like that was kind of already established last year when they won the first War Games. So I think that if they just won the second War Games... um. Mm. It, I don't think they need to win it again. So I think that if they lost it, actually, it might be a nice sort of parallel because it's like the rise of uh, Disputed Era and then the whole year when they reigned. And then now this is the beginning of their decline. So they lose in war games. And then after this, like they'll quickly lose the tag titles and then probably go up to the main roster relatively soon. Hopefully say. as a faction. I, th- I think they've got to go up as a faction. I think it'd be a big mistake. The, the only other thing that I think they could do is if they wanted to do like uh like Adam Cole splits off and then maybe he goes up and then the rest of them stay in NXT, maybe Roddy as the new leader, mm-hmm. or or maybe Bobby Fish is the new leader. I don't know. That could be interesting. That could be, or somebody else like maybe somebody else comes in and takes over. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think that any of them if they go up without Adam Cole would be completely fucked. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely the hands-down leader. They've also, even said they've said that in interviews. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if any one of them is not saying that, then they're just lying. 
Like, <laughs> they're lying. Uh, but Adam Cole also, on the other hand, like, I think that he would be a lot better off with the group than by himself. Yes, because with the group, he's a little more powerful. Definitely. And, and they've got, like, a good chemistry, too. Like, the group does have a certain... Um, I don't know. There's a certain... There's a certain. I think it's just because of their history together. Mm-hmm. Like, they know each other well enough. That, and it's just because they're all, like, excellent wrestlers. So they've got that going, too. Mm, that is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they work well together. I'd like to see them stay together. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to uh, lose, though, unfortunately, though, at War Games. Because uh, it's time for other people to come in. Uh, the uh, The biggest reason that the, the other side can't lose is because the War Raiders can't lose. They are the priority right now for the tag division. Uh, they need to just be an unstoppable force. And just having the decks stacked against them now, with uh, we've got two injuries on their side, and uh, Undisputed Air technically has the advantage, right, as far as who's coming yes, into the match. Yes, because Kyle O'Reilly won the match this past week. So. Yeah. So it's, it's just perfect. You stack the deck in every single sense, so that then the War Raiders can just overcome an even greater odds in the end yeah the only the only reason that they could lose is uh you know i think some if if like the alliance falls apart if like ricochet and dunn start fighting or something but uh i don't know i think they've i think they've gotten through that enough and they know what the situation is that they're like all right look like we're gonna stick together we're gonna beat the undisputed era we got this yeah i still think one so you get to pick the last match. Yep, last match here. So I'm going to go ahead and pick first. I'm going to pick Baszler to retain. Ah, uh, yeah, that is a good pick. Yeah, there's uh, putting the title back on her as the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion. Uh, I don't think they did that for, you know, on a whim. I think they've got plans for her to be a dominant champion. And I think that Kyrie Sane will probably be going up to the main roster sooner rather than later. Maybe that this might even be your send off. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you also, I mean, Shayna has the her two uh, horse women now with her. Yes. Now that she's um, got her faction starting, like I think that's going to be quite the build down yeah. here in NXT. Um, so Kyrie, uh, for my defense of her winning, it could be that if they really want to build up this rivalry, WWE is known to flip flop the titles a lot mm-hmm. in that in those kind of rivalries. So that's where I can see it. True. Although this is a two out of three falls match, so I feel like usually that's the kind of type of match that ends a flip floppy rivalry, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have too much to defend it. <laughs> it sounds to me like you probably think Baszler is winning this match. I totally do. <laughs> but see, this is why this makes this kind of prediction fun. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's go on to Survivor Series then. Yes. Where you get to pick the first match. You've got quite a lot of options here. Oh, yes. Um, so, my first pick is going to be, I think, I'm going to go with the men's five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match. Okay. And I'm going to say Team Raw wins. Shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think Team SmackDown is going to implode with uh, Shane and stuff like that. So, hmm, okay. Like, see, I I think it's just because like when you just, when you just look at Team SmackDown versus Team Raw, yeah. Like outside of Samoa Joe, it's like these guys have no fucking chance. Because you look at the other side, you've got Braun, Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Like Jesus Christ, do they ben even Baller. need? Do they even need Balor or Dolph? Because then on the other side you've got Jeff Hardy, old Miz can't wrestle, Mysterio small, Shane old, like then Samoa Joe. What does he have to carry this whole fucking thing by himself? Oh my gosh! Apparently, oh uh, boy. Yeah. I think there's going to be a disagreement between Miz and Shane leading to the uh, the loss for Team SmackDown. I think my only hope here is that uh, Randy Orton, because he's been the X factor as far as like he's been heavily yeah. as far as the build, but he's not on the card at all. So I think maybe he'll take someone out before the match. Like maybe he takes out uh, Shane, hopefully. 
Mm. Maybe he'll take out Shane and then Orton gets involved. And then Orton's helps him win the match because Orton has a really good record at Survivor Series. Yeah, he is a lone Survivor champion. And it is definitely a WWE rule of usually like when there's a last minute switch up like that, then the, the newcomer helps to win. Yep. So I, I could see that maybe Orton helps uh, last minute save SmackDown, bring them to victory, especially because, yeah, like I, there could be some more implosion, like you said, on the Raw side, like, you know, Braun and uh, Dolphin Drew. Yeah, like so they kind of fight. Braun already has the title shot, right? Or does he need to win to get that? He, they need to win. Oh, okay. Yeah, Stephanie said, like, I'll give you everything you want if you guys win. Okay, gotcha. And then Braun's like, fuck it, all right. So that's even more for them winning. Yeah, because that was the other thing I think. It was like, well, he'll probably win just because of that then. But Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I mean, a last-minute replacement like that could really switch things up. Yep. All right, you get to pick now. All right, I am going to go for Charlotte versus Rousey. Yeah, that was, uh, was going to be my second choice. Because I, I think, to... despite despite what I just mentioned about one of the like the last minute change up rules, like you know the new person comes in and wins, uh, I don't think that Charlotte is winning this match. I think that Ronda Rousey is going to beat the Queen. Mm. I think it's it's way too early. If and I was going to actually argue the opposite when this is back, we're going to be Becky. I was going to say like Becky should win this match. So, like, even if she has to do a little bit of shenanigans, like, because if Becky could have won this match, that would have been, like, a star-making moment. Because she's so hot right now, and this would have been the big match that that would have been, like, career-defining. But I we, think she could have, though, she, you could have beat Becky easier than beating Charlotte, though, I think. I think, I mean, you definitely could have beat Becky, and I think it could have also really helped Becky, too. But I think yeah. that there's, I think that, if Charlotte wins here, it'll be a travesty. Because I think that Charlotte winning here, especially because there's been no build for this match, like if eventually they wanted to do the WrestleMania match and then maybe eventually Charlotte wins that, fine. But if Charlotte just wins this, this is her beating Asuka, but even worse. This just crushes another undefeated streak for no reason. Yeah. Like Charlotte doesn't even win a title if she wins this. Yeah. Like, there's just nothing on the line. So, I think Rousey wins. And Charlotte puts up a valiant effort. But, uh, not good enough. Uh, so, you're going to defend Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the possibility of Charlotte winning is the fact that she's Charlotte Flair. <laughs> that's my <laughs> I mean, that's, that's hard to argue against. It is the Cena defense. Yeah. Um, up next, I'm going to pick for the five on five Survivor Series tag team elimination match. Mm, okay. I'm going to go with Team SmackDown winning. Yeah. Because there's no one relevant on right, Team Raw. Because on Raw, it's just a bunch of fucking like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Besides the revival. Like, yeah, like, oh, that is such a fucking crime. <laughs> They're like, how the, how the fuck. Do they just it's not know how to use the revival? Ready. Team Raw is Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, the revival, the B team, Lucha House Party, and the Ascension. <laughs> Meanwhile, Team SmackDown is the Usos, the New Day, which I think they're the lone survivors out yeah. of their teams. Yeah. Uh, Sanity, and then Gallows and Anderson, and the Colognes, who are totally. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit, they're on SmackDown. <laughs> I was honestly trying to think, like, before it got to SmackDown, I was trying to think of, like, who the fuck else was filling that out on the SmackDown side, and I couldn't remember that the Colons <laughs> were on SmackDown. I forgot that Gallows and Anderson were on SmackDown. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? No, I'm not even going to defend this. There's, there's no <laughs> fucking way. Unless, unless they want to do something amazing and just have, like, Chad Gable and The Revival team up and just clean house or something <laughs> like there's just no way uh this this side is made up with just the fucking bottom of the barrel <laughs> you got the b team in the ascension and then ugh, the revival just been massacred it's so sad all right on to greener pastures let's see what am i gonna pick here hmm 
I am going to pick Buddy Murphy to retain the cruiserweight title. That's a good one. Uh, I like. I could definitely kind of. This is not one of the ones that like I could not see going the other way. Like I could kind of see it going the other way, but I think it's much more likely that they would keep it on Murphy just because like with Ali. I feel like if they want to eventually have him... Because I think that they eventually probably want him to be Cruiserweight Champion someday. But I think they want Buddy to get a longer reign in first. Exactly. I think they want Buddy to gain a longer reign in first. And I also think they want to tell a longer story directly with whoever Ali is fighting for the title against. Yeah. like I Because this is a really quick build to get to here. Because like, Ali's had like a long story of just trying to get back to having a title match. Mm-hmm. But his story with... Buddy Murphy is not that long or complex yet. Yeah. Like his story with Hideo Itami that they just got finished up with. Like, that was pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if, even if eventually he is going to take it off Buddy Murphy, it's too early to do it now. Yeah, my defense of Ali is that, I mean, it's always possible because I think he is the next one up to mm-hmm. get a run with it. So it's just when is it going to happen? True. So could happen now. Actually, that's another, that's another good wrinkle to throw in there, too, is because I. Yeah, if if not Ali, who is probably going to be the guy who's going to dethrone Buddy Murphy? Um, Leo or Cedric? Yeah, maybe Cedric gets it back. Maybe Leo. Maybe um, I'm trying to remember. Didn't didn't they bring somebody else new into the cruiserweight division recently, or no? You know, what? if they want to bring over Ray. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be like an instant win. <laughs> if Ray comes Ray into just, the cruiserweight division, Ray he just, just walks gets the on. And he, the title just appears on him. Yeah, Drake Maverick just instantly strips it off of Buddy Murphy. He's like, oh, sorry about that, lad. <laughs> Brings out to Rey Mysterio. Here you go. <laughs> sorry about the wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. What's next for you? Uh, I'm going to pick... My my next one is a... Uh, is a logical over gut pick. Mm. So I'm going to go with the Intercontinental Champion versus the United States Champion of okay. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke. And I'm going to say Shinsuke gets a win here. Okay. Because I think he needs the career boost, and I think Seth Rollins is the opponent that he needs for this. And mm-hmm. I think Seth can take the loss. So I definitely could agree, but I could see this going either way. Because um, with Nakamura, like... It has been a crime how little they've done with his United States title run. Uh-huh. Like, at this point, I don't even know why the fuck they gave it to him. Because they just literally have not done anything with him in this title. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, now he's, he's fighting Rollins. And that's honestly, I think, the biggest reason that he might not win is just because, like, they've done nothing with him. And Rollins. And, and Rollins is a really key piece yeah. in the puzzle. Especially with now uh, Reigns not being there, he's even more important. Um, and especially with now the, the feud with Ambrose going on. So that's think, the other X factor in this match is does Ambrose is, come in? That is the it, biggest yeah. X factor, and I think that that's a lot of what it relies on. Because I think that if Ambrose comes down and gets involved, then Nakamura's going to win because he'll cost Rollins the victory. However, I could also see Dean Ambrose pulling the total heel move and just not showing up at all. Yes. Just being like, fuck the crowd, I don't care. And then Rollins just yeah. kind of wins you know, in his absence. Especially, I think that actually might be even more supported by the fact that Saturday night after War Games, WWE is going to be releasing a little documentary on Dean Ambrose. Oh, okay. So maybe that could be like a little consolation of like, all right, well, if you're not going to be at the pay-per-view, but we still want to keep you like in the minds of the people, Relevant. We'll put this out yeah. there so that then people will think about you and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pulling for hopefully Ambrose not showing up, <laughs> even though originally I was hoping he would show up, but... Stay on the documentary. <laughs> be the be the even bigger heel and don't even show up. <laughs> Pull the Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Just don't even show up. Hmm. Okay. So now it's next for me. Oh, this is tough. I all right. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm, I'm more confident about this. I'll, I'll go. Uh, the bar. So tag tag uh, champions versus tag champions. I'm going to pick the Bar versus the Authors. Uh, Bar wins because their manager is bigger. 
Yeah, I think it's. I think they are going to plan a spot like that where just there's Big Show versus Drake Maverick in the ring. I I think Big Show like goes to do something and Drake comes over and just tries to stop him or something like that, and Big yep. Show just like launches him across like exactly like or launches him across or throws him out of the ring onto the authors or like, yeah, KO the authors like. Him. <laughs> the authors just catch him and like gently put him down. Like <laughs> that would be nice, actually. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think actually, or maybe that could like cost him the match too. Like if he knocks them out, or if he uh, knocks yeah. out Drake Maverick on the like, outside, and they're like, "Oh no, what do we do? What do we do?" Yeah. And then Sheamus. And where did Cesaro, he go, George? Where did he go? <laughs> yeah, where did he go? And then Cesaro and Sheamus just pin them while they're confused. Yeah. Uh, I could see that. Um, I could also just see it going the other way. Mm. I think this is a pretty 50-50 match, so I'm I'm fine with taking AOP in this. Definitely, because this, this could also be a pretty dominant win, like if the Authors of Pain were to get this win, especially yeah. like if they were to fuck up Big Show at some point. Yeah, like they put him through the announce tape or something like that, and mm. so then it's an even matchup with the bar or something like that. Yeah, like they, they double-team him. Yeah. Pick him up and just throw his big ass through the table. That'd be good. Okay. Hard. Down to two more matches. This is so fucking hard. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, so we have let's see. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to add up tally up Raw versus SmackDown matches. Mm, like who's winning how many yeah. on each show? But this is this is also you have to think like your predictions versus what you actually think is going to happen. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Um, screw it. I'll go with the, uh, women's, uh, Survivor Series match. Okay. Uh, and I'll pick Team, uh, SmackDown to win that one. Ooh, since okay. I believe to balance out the Raw team win on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, cause I think Natalia and Ruby Riot implode on the, the Raw side. Yep. That's like guaranteed. And then, the only thing that's tough though is Raw does have the dominance of Nia Jackson to Mina. That's, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely gonna be the meal ticket. If they're gonna win, it's gonna be uh, Nia and Tamina just kill everybody. Exactly, they'll be the only two left and just run through. It. <coughs> Although the other thing that SmackDown has going for them, other than the fact that they have Oscar, which you know, if they give a shit, maybe that would matter again. <laughs> um, did they announce who the fifth member on the team is? Or is it still no, it is to up be in the air. determined? So my other theory is: what if this is Kyrie Sane? What if Kyrie Sane, Kyrie? after losing at War Games, debuts on the SmackDown team, and then maybe her and Asuka team up to save the day? Possible. Uh, the other addition I was thinking of is Nikki Cross. Totally. She just debuted with Sanity on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. They could use another woman, and so she could be the counter to Ruby Riot. I think that would be a nice matchup. That's also true. I would also be very down with that. Mm. So yeah, I I think that. Mm. So yeah, it's, it comes down to: Are they going to have a surprise entry that wins the match, or is the combined force of Nia and Tamina going to be too much? Yeah, to take it because I I could also definitely see that because I think that they want to build up Nia pretty hard as the next challenger for Ronda, mm-hmm. and. They gave her that Battle Royal win, which is supposed to get her a title match, I think, from Evolution. Yes. Yeah. But I think that if, if her and then Tamina just dominate and win this match, then that will help really sell how much of a threat that she can be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they can go right after Ronda and be like, all right, it's time, bitch. <laughs> we've, got, we've gone through everything. I'm going to gobble you up. Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face for real. At first, I'm going to punch you in the face. Okay, let's see. How confident am I overall with these predictions? Because I have I have a prediction that I want to do. I love how we both have been avoiding this match. <laughs> well, this is this is a, a classic version of like, all right, is WWE just going to be themselves and just have Lesnar beat Brian? Five F5s and it's over. <laughs> No, they're not even going to give him that dignity. It'd be one, F- one, one, maybe two, if they're feeling very generous. Um, shit. Well, here's the other question too: Is like, do I? How do I win the title? Do I want to? Do I just want to win, or do I want to try and win 
with a specific prediction. No, I'm I'm feeling good overall. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to pick Daniel okay. Bryan. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So you get you get Lesnar, and we yeah. already put out the argument for Lesnar because it's like, <laughs> duh, of course Lesnar's going to win <laughs> because WWE <laughs> because it's WWE and it's Lesnar because WWE because Vince McMahon. <laughs> but what if Joe? What if you're also wrong about NXT, and what if the Undisputed Era lose? And then what if the Undisputed debut at Survivor Series to help the newly healed Daniel Bryan (laughs) defeat Brock Lesnar? Would that not be the fucking shit? That would be. Um, I would also, to argue for your pick of Mm. Daniel Bryan, I think him just being a heel in general just helps that. Like, like he just uh, in general steals a heel win, a, a low blow or something like that that can help him out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like because been... he's he's getting cheered no matter what. So that's true. They are definitely gonna cheer the shit out of Daniel Bryan, especially I think against Brock Lesnar. I think because that that's kind of been a dream match for a lot of people for a while. <laughs> so yeah, there's no way he's not getting cheered, but. Yeah, I've been trying to think about the scenario in my head for a little while because the other the part of it just like is so weird. Is like why turn Daniel Bryan heel now? Like, and I was trying to think about part of maybe the reason why. Because like the other thing I was trying to think about when I was hearing about the rumors was like Daniel Bryan apparently has been requesting to turn heel for a while. At least is the rumor. Mm. And if that's true, and I kept thinking about like why the fuck like why. Like, why would Daniel Bryan want to turn heel right now? And then I was trying to think about, like, well, what if he wants to team up with those old buddies again? Like, what if he wants to just do something really... Like, he's the type of guy that seems like he just wants to do something different from time to time. And I think that he would, in some sense, want to do something different than, like... Maybe in some sense, like letting the like the Daniel Bryan that everybody has been wanting to come back, like let them have a little bit of that, but then don't give them all of it, so that then they'll always still want it, mm. and then now give them something different, so that then now he can keep it fresh, he can adapt more to his new style since he's got to be a lot more technical to be able to be as safe as he needs to be in the ring, and then he can, you know, like enter a new phase of his career. Like, make something else succeed. Kind of also in that Jericho sort of way, where it's like, all right, well, I made that succeed, but now I want to make something else succeed. You know, in the same way, like, remember when Daniel Bryan wanted to be the Dazzler for a little while? Like, so I think, you know, I think he wants to switch things up. And I think that the Undisputed Era would be a really cool thing that would actually make a lot of sense. Like, I think that'd be very cool to see him, like, join up with the whole group. Like, not a he joins and then kicks out Adam Cole as the leader, but, like, with Adam Cole in tow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think from their perspective, the way that you kind of saw it, which would be really cool, would be that the Undisputed Era just respect the hell out of Daniel Bryan. You know, because he's like one of their icons, and you know, some of them wrestled him, you know, back when he was on the Independence and stuff, and like, they want to be aligned with him. Especially now that he's WWE Champion. Why wouldn't you want to be aligned with the WWE Champ? Yeah. And then like, Maybe this could even be like their first sort of pledge and moment. Be like, hey, look, like we want to show you how much we help you or we like you and want to help you by helping you beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, we help you big this, win this big match. Yeah. And after he beats him, maybe they hand him an armband. He puts it on, <laughs> does the Undisputed Era, you know, hand signal thingy. That could be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Book it, WWE. Book it so then I can get my title back. Uh, too bad I'm keeping it. Nah, nah, nah. You ain't ever shaking that curse, baby. <laughs> I'm forever Sasha. You're forever the Sasha to my Charlotte. <laughs> Alright, so that's going to do it for us this week. And uh, I guess we'll be back in a couple weeks when is tlc um yeah when is tlc let's look that up 
I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, there's I'm from New Japan. We still got a little bit until Wrestle Kingdom. December sixteenth is TLC. December sixteenth is TLC, and now that Lucha Underground's done for the season. Like that's out. Um, ooh, do we want to do Final Battle? When's Final Battle? Oh, fuck yeah! Is that at the beginning of December? Yes. Because I remember when Corey and I went. Was it last year or two years ago? Um. December 14th. Oh, it's that same weekend. Okay. So we'll have Final Battle and TLC in the same weekend. Yeah. Damn, so we got a little bit. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll put, maybe if uh, we're feeling like we want to do another show in between then, maybe we'll just do another show of some kind if, if we don't yeah. have predictions to do. Maybe if something crazy happens here at Survivor Series or something like that, then we'll run it down. Yeah, like if Daniel Bryan and the Undisputed Era actually <laughs> join up or something. That'd be amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, you know, if you're following along, you'll be able to figure out who was the champion. But if not, then, you know, check back next time, you stupid motherfuckers. And uh, we'll tell you because whoever starts out the show is the champion if you haven't figured out that pattern yet. Yeah. Usually, I think we, I think we usually say it though, too, don't we? Don't we usually brag yeah, about I it? I know I brag about it a lot. I threw, I threw it in there. Actually, you know what? I guess I am the one who always brags about it a lot because you can never retain that title, boy. I'm bringing it home. <laughs>